0: Always love when you do a full show. You rap. You say today felt good. I liked today. Like Yesterday, do you guys like the show, Joe Simon? Thought yep. it was strong. Thank yep. you. It's good show. Yep. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was irrelevant within <laughs> an hour. Immediately by 1 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Joe is sending me clips. Yeah, let go. What do you think about? This clip from our friend Mike Fuda. We had like four or five going and then About just- the Ryan O'Reilly trade. I'm like, Joe, I don't think people are interested in that right now. I don't yeah. think today is the day. Uh, and that is because after many discussions about are the Leafs done, the Leafs need another defenseman, is it going to be somebody that's a depth guy because they can't afford to go up? And spend more because ha, ha, ha what do they have? what do they even ha, ha, ha have? boom, another monster trade for Kyle Dubas, who is having himself a deadline like a little random applause for Kyle Dubas i I gotta tell you, I definitely think that I'm further to the historically critical of of Dubas um Maybe I do get a little triggered by the online discourse sometimes, and I go—I kind of vacillate between the two extremes. Like I can be a bit of a weather vane on it, where I'll see someone that's uh, furious that he even exists, that he wears glasses, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. Take and then it easy. you have the other people that are going, he's done nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's done great. It's there's all been works in the show. bad bounces and bad luck, and who could have ever foreseen? You know, there's there's those two camps. There's no question for me. This guy has had a grand slam walk-off. He, he's Kirk Gibson right now. Uh. <laughs> you thought he was done. You thought it was over. Think again. And then, bang, all of a sudden, <laughs> ball out of the park. Kyle Dubas showing up. I actually think a little bit. This is just a little side tangent before I get into the deal. Um, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if, yeah, we underestimate the trial period for a general manager in sports. That's all I was thinking yesterday, because uh, frankly, if you go through Dubas's history, both trades, you know, free agents, signings, goaltenders especially, draft, it, it actually is not that great. And I've always been kind of a believer of, boy, you inherit Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Morgan Riley, the draft rights to Timothy Lilligren, and the city of Toronto where John Tavares... Really did want to come play. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a pretty nice head start. You look at a lot of the moves that have been done around that core, and there's a, a few bad ones. You know, there's some really bad ones. There's the Nazem Kadri categories. Mm-hmm. There's the doubling down on the Nazem cadres <laughs> by not trading... Tyson Berry at the deadline, even if it was for just a little bit of draft pick capital. There's the Jared McCann's, whatever you can go through and you can find some not so hot ones. You can find some good ones. The Jake Muzzin trade, Mm -hmm. but that comes kind of with a bad one, which is the Jake Muzzin signing. Mm. Um, There's ups and downs. I, I don't really see how anybody could be nitpicking too much with this one. And I'll get into the reasons why, but this kind of feels like if if we look at athletes entering their prime or we work with, under the idea that not anybody – like who's good at their job when they step in right away or who's the best version of themselves when they step into a job right away? Yes, he was groomed. He had his couple of years as an assistant GM. He had his time with the Sioux Greyhounds, Right. He was always trumpeted as a hockey guy. Like, don't worry. This is a hockey guy. He's ready to roll. Lots of teams want him. Colorado was interested in his services. I think it's part of the reason why the Maple Leafs expedited the process. But I just had a little bit of a feeling yesterday of I wonder if this is a general manager who is starting to come into his own a little bit. Because these trades rule. These (laughs) trades are exactly what this team needed basically across the board. I'll I'll tell you this. My initial reaction was surprise. Because I was shocked that the Leafs would do this. I was pretty surprised that if they were going to go into this much draft capital, your mind starts to race through, well, could should they have done the Timo Meyer trade? Right? Mm. Like, if, you, if you're going to do all this and you're going to give all this up, should you have shot higher when it comes to caliber of player? Is Jake McCabe all that good? You know, your mind goes to these things and you go, okay, well, these are depths. That's the thing about this Leafs team. Dubas has... Pretty much consistently built a team that has had some glaring weaknesses, depth, and guys who can replace Jake Muzzin, who's been hurt in the playoffs year over year over year. They haven't been able to score during the playoffs. They've oftentimes been missing sort of that clutch element, that gamer element, come playoff time. And yeah, you can talk about last year and say that it was all bad bounces all you want, but again, it was it was another opportunity for them to close twice. They didn't do it. And as much as I think we devalue draft picks at times. I think it is noteworthy that teams like Boston and Tampa are doing the same thing and that Toronto is treating this in a similar fashion, that they're looking at this. They're being a little bit creative. They're going a little NBA and saying, you know, we've got this core of guys that are now entering their primes. It's this season and it's next season. This is really what we're playing for. This isn't about Dubas trying to save his job. I think that's honestly kind of a the take of somebody who's trying to oversimplify or showing their hand in terms of what they think mm-hmm. about Kyle Dubas. But why I think it's just a general manager who's hitting his stride is, yeah, you could make those cases of taking those pieces and moving them in for a more talented Timo Meyer, but that's... Yes, that's what this team needed because every team needs more skill. Every team needs a power forward who can score. Big goals come playoff time. But what this team really needed was a bunch more guys. And he went out and got it. And I'm not saying real guys. Yeah. Actual bodies. NHL players. For his team. Exactly, Joe. So not only does he grab Jake McCabe, who I'll be honest, I'm I'm lukewarm on. Mm -hmm. I'm not crazy about Jake McCabe. I think that there's some stretches. There's a couple of minor reaches by some people in terms of evaluating his game. Just like the big one is his plus minus, right? Mm-hmm. That people are looking at it. You've got Joe's minus 62 goal differential in season, but Jake McCabe is plus seven. No mm-hmm. other Blackhawk is better than just flat. Yeah.
1: Nice. Except for two guys who have played six games total.
0: Yeah. So pretty much count. nobody. Exactly. There's some interesting numbers on his hits. He has the, like, widest discrepancy of any defenseman in the NHL when it comes to home and road hits per game. Mm -hmm. The home scoring for him has been very generous. I think that he's physical. He's not afraid of it. But I also don't think that you're going to confuse him for Jacob Truba anytime soon, okay? So it's just people will exaggerate. And when you see highlights only of a player, Mm -hmm. when you get the best of the best, and this is sort of the time that we live in, that's what the highlights are showing you. Is a guy who is going to thump Patrick Liney in the middle of the ice and put him into yeah. you know the press box for a couple it's of days. That clip many times, yeah, last night. exactly. <laughs> you saw a guy who is finishing from a pass in Buffalo from Ryan O'Reilly. It's like, yes, those are the best of the best of him. I think he's very good. I'm not quite sure how good. That's mm. all. I'm not quite how sure this guy is. He's played on bad teams. Yeah, he's never been to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Maybe the no postseason thing is good, by the way, for these guys. Lafferty's played in one game. And what I like about the addition of the four, right, that there's four guys that are incoming. I've made this point many, many times about the Leafs and the run it back is are you really going to feel different when your back's against the wall and you're in a game six or a game seven and you have a chance to close it out and it feels like it's slipping away from you and guys are starting to tighten up and feel that flop sweat. And they look around the room and they see all the same guys. And you look around and you see David Kampf and you see Per Angval and you go, uh, oh, mm-hmm. it's happening again. Now you look around the room, you see Nola Chari who's been to a finals. You see a Conn Smythe winner. You see a brand new defenseman who comes with a little bit of attitude. And you see a young hungry guy that plays with a just real high motor battery, goes to dirty areas and can score some dirty goals. There's just a different complexion in the room. And I like that for this team. I think that's important for this team. I also really like about this trade that it's not a rental. Like, having Jake McCabe, let's say he's just a little better than okay. Yeah, that's fine. You've got him on a $2 million deal for the next two seasons. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Honestly, this, the price of this trade for that retention alone, I I think is pretty like damn good. You also have depth player in Sam Lafferty that you're going to be able to carry in next season for cheap as well. So you look at these two guys and it's going to be a couple of players that you have locked in with a little bit of salary. uh, What's the word here? Certainty going into the next season, Mm -hmm. at a couple of positions that you absolutely needed. I think again, the Muzzin replacement with Jake McCabe is pretty de- is is pretty far, but he does have 20 even strength points, which ranks second on the Leafs. Like I said, he can definitely lay a hit. He can definitely make a pass. He can play kind of from the right, but really he's a lefty like he's a left shot guy. Yeah, that's who he is. Um, and yeah, the no playoff experience stuff with those two guys. I-, I wonder if that that they have the right mix of we've got guys who've been there before. That we've brought in that we add to the pedigree, it. but we've also got guys who are just hungry to be there, and and maybe they don't carry any of that baggage into the room, yeah. and and that's going to have an impact on the Leafs. Um, as for Lafferty, can play down the middle. It's more center depth. He's got decent size, good motor, a little bit of a scoring touch, and he he can do he can do a little bit of the scoring in dirty areas. Yeah. um okay let's bring in okay let's bring in jeff merrick uh sorry austin just buzzed my ear eric's there and i was like who is eric <laughs> <laughs> uh jeff merrick 32 thoughts and the jeff merrick show that really threw me off that just kind of killed my ball
2: what's up buddy how we doing i like that i like yeah. that austin that's good for you i keep you on your toes a little bit surprise <laughs> guest boom let's see you test the chops you want to be eric um, merrick good you know what i uh, i um Putting the American America, yeah. I, uh, you know what I you know what the I think the one uh, one of the big salient points you just made there is don't just base your thoughts uh, on Jake McCabe based on the highlights because has he caught a couple yeah. of guys? Yes, absolutely. But then you know you look at the you know you look at the the past generation of hockey and I think one of the best hits we saw was Brian Campbell on R.J. Umberger. Mm. Um, maybe his noted only hit. <laughs> big hitter, <laughs> yeah, Brian Campbell, but. Don't expect. Yeah. Don't. This isn't Scott Stevens. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, listen, he's a he's a versatile guy. Um, he's a hardworking guy. He's a guy that cares. He's a guy that's hungry. Like all of it. He can play either side. Um, I'll tell you what. One of the things that I'm doing right now, if I'm Sheldon Keefe, mm-hmm. uh, is I'm sitting down with Mark Shardano and I'm saying, OK, where are we resting? Okay, you're not going to play here. You're not going to. We're going to kick you off the ice there. Where are you resting? To me, now that you have about, I don't know, two dozen defensemen to choose from on the Maple Leafs blue line, if you're Sheldon Keefe, how do you not sit down with Giordano and say, okay, look, dude, I know you want to be out there every game. I know you still want to play 20 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. I know you want to be at every skate, but it's time we started thinking about the playoffs here with you.
0: Yeah. Um, this is. I don't. I don't want to open too much of the load management door for the NHL, and I don't think it's that sport. But as a fan of the NBA, and I, I like Jeff Merrick has no idea what's going on in basketball. I'll just tell you this right now: he has no idea. <laughs> like, I would not put him on the spot. I know. Yeah, what
2: I know, you know that. I know. I know that it's it's very much a thing, and it's very much a contentious issue. Oh, it's a, but and it's a problem, that's I know, and I get the tickets are really expensive, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a real drag. But hey, look at you! Situation...
0: you could be on ESPN, you could be doing the NBA yeah, shows I, right now. Fake, you could you could sit down, you could sit fake down with funk. Stephen Day Smith and just go, "Is load well, management I, I, an issue?" And you're like, you know what? Tickets are expensive. Uh, LeBron play. The, <laughs> I
2: like the one, this. The one the, the, the one thing that I am that I am good at when I got this I got this advice really early in my career, and it goes like mm-hmm. this. And I'll share it with you and your listeners. If you're not sure about something, say it loud.
0: Yeah. Again, and this is always feels like every, a personal every, shot everyone, at me when you t- when you come no, on the show no, and deliver this no. one.
2: That's our industry, man. That's our industry. <laughs> yeah, if you're not yeah. sure about something, say it loud.
0: Okay. So. Anyway, there's a couple things here. I want to get into the price of yep. this and just the the price in general and some other stuff, but. You know, you mentioned that they have a million defensemen. I can't help but feel like, okay, maybe it's not urgent that they move off of Rasmus Sandin, but the thing that's pretty clear to me now is that he has no future with this team. You've now got Giordano, McCabe, Riley, Lilligren, Brody, and Timmins all extended in next season. And yeah, yeah, I do think that Sandin is better than Timmins, but I don't know by how much... And he does something that Timmins or he doesn't do something Timmons does, which is shoot from the right side. And he all – well, actually, he was a Sioux Greyhound. So that's a that's good for him. That's That bodes well for him. But it just – it doesn't yeah. feel like the timeline matches Rapp, up with but there
2: with, But with Kyle Rapp. Yeah, exactly. Not Kyle guy. Different Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Different Kyle. Kyle, too. Yes, Kyle the sequel in the Sioux. Um, I, I don't – you know what? To be honest with you, I don't know that they're even thinking that far ahead. Mm. I, I I really don't. Like, do you get the sense that they're thinking, you know, what happens – you know after the the playoffs are done like I, I i really don't think so i think they're probably no jeff i'm thinking right now no i know you are i just don't think that they are mm. i just don't think they're saying okay so who's not wanted on the voyage now what do we have to do what's the long term here i just think that they're uh, that dubis is trying to accrue as many assets as possible try to ice the best possible team have as many you know defensemen available for service uh because if you're going to go far you're going to need a lot of them and I don't know that he's gotten as far. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere in his brain, but I don't think it's a front burner issue as to you know what does what is this going to mean for for Rasmus Sandin next season?
0: Oh no, I you mean know, it for today. I don't think that they're there. I mean it for today, as in what if you let other GMs like there's got to be at least one GM in hockey that looks at this I and says
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I yeah. wouldn't do it. I'd I'd be selectively resting guys, and I'd be mm-hmm. saying like, look, I we need as many defensemen as we can get. Like it is, it's the one position that'll just kill you if you have a couple of key injuries. Like yep. I, I I know what you're saying. Like okay, so where's the room at the end here? Where is he gonna fit? I think you make ice for him. I think you're selective about who plays when and who plays where. But I I don't think that you know the Maple Leafs. It, I don't think that Kyle Dubas is thinking. Okay, now we have a surplus. We can move a defenseman. Quite the opposite. I I think that it's like okay now we have enough guy enough guys that we know we can plug and play legit NHL defensemen should we need it because like just to be blunt, like hockey's an injury sport man. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna need if you're gonna go far you're gonna need NHL defenseman to sub in.
0: Are you surprised at all with the latitude that Kyle Dubas has had in heading into this deadline, considering he doesn't have a contract extension?
2: Uh, No, because I think once you make the decision to go forward with him as your manager in a crucial year like this, I think you afford him every possible avenue to improve the team. Like I don't think that anything's handoff. I think if you wanted to trade Matthew Nyes, you could trade Matthew Nyes. I think you'd have to run it up the flagpole and make a pretty good case for it. But if you're going to let him steer the ship in a pivotal season like this, you don't do it with handcuffs on because Mm -hmm. it only hurts your organization. I think this is the, you know, this is the okay, last shot at it. Take his minute, there, take your hardest rip and try to get this thing out of the yard. I think once you've, once you've made that commitment that you're going to let him. Are you going to let him work through his contract year? I think you have to give him the latitude to do essentially, like, unless you're being completely irresponsible, mm-hmm. uh, with your organization. I think, you know, within, within reason, you let him do whatever he wants. I, 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 to me, that's not surprising at all. And, you know, considering how much everybody in the East is loaded up, I think if you're, if you're Brendan Shanahan, you're saying like, okay, Kyle, like, I get it. Like, we all, like, everyone's doing it around us. Boston's loaded up. Tampa's loading up, everybody in the metropolitan uh, outside mm-hmm. of Carolina, and we expect a big thing there is loading up. Um, we better see something from the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: Yeah. Um that all makes sense. And I'm really happy that they kept Matthew Nyes. I've been on that corner for a long time as he so know. So far...
2: Just- yeah, they have room for one more contract, yeah. JD. Yeah,
0: all right. Uh, yeah, they're gonna give up knives for uh, rental of Gavrikov.
2: Like, ooh, that's the
0: thing. You're gonna be, you're gonna be grinding on deadline day, my friend. I got, I got Colby oh, after you. Not and, me. No, uh, no, not you're me. Not a part Colby of the car. Yeah,
2: Colby. No, no, no. You know what? No, me and Elliot. Like, we're gonna mm-hmm. sit on the on the the trade yeah. desk and. If nothing's happening, guess what? It's over to Colby. It's over to David. Amber. You're just going to be playing, like, it's phone, phone games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to be sitting there looking at your phone, playing, I don't know, uh, Brick Breaker is the last phone game I you're, played, so I got nothing after that. Like, Candy Crush. You're, I, I,
2: I You're... Yeah, you're gonna see the top of our heads and our yeah. thumbs. That's it. Me nice. I see the top of my head, the top of Elliot's head and our thumbs. That's it. <laughs> you're gonna text Back them to you, GMs. David. Back to you, David. Yeah. Back to you, David, A lot of back that. to you, David. That's
0: nice. That's nice. Good. i I'm glad you got to practice that today on the show. I again I'm yeah. glad they kept nice. But, yeah, Leafs have now moved seven of their 12 um, picks from rounds one through four in the next three drafts, which is, whew, like, that's that's pretty heavy. And, again, when we're talking about the latitude, everything you just made sense. But do you just have a feel, any inclination as to this is kind of an indicator that they're going to try and keep this guy as their general manager, essentially no matter what?
2: No, because I think if there's playoff failure in the first round, we all know what's going to happen. I, I I think we all know where, where this thing heads, and I don't even know if it's necessarily just a um, just a Maple Leafs decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that will be other you know um, other people that are involved, namely Rogers and Bell, um, who would like a return on their investment. Thank you very much. And The Toronto mm-hmm. Maple Leafs are a very sizable chunk of all of this. Um, so I, I I think I think everybody knows what the score is here. Everybody knows what's on the line. Every the, just to ratchet up the pressure even more. I don't think it's just well. Well, let's see what Brendan Shanahan thinks about Kyle Dubas if the if the wheels come off the wagon in the first round. I think it I think it goes higher than that. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um. Be pretty. And I, I like this too. Everyone keeps saying the Leafs are all in. The Leafs are all in, which I get. I think Kyle Dubas has put a lot of draft pick equity in the middle, but they've kept basically all their top prospects and the idea that they wouldn't just roll into next off season with still this core granted with less term for everybody left. Yeah. Just that, that, they wouldn't have like still a ton of flexibility um, is a little strange to me. I don't think that the team is in some kind of, you know, dire position where all of a sudden if they miss this year or they miss next year, that it's all over for them. Again, maybe that changes if Matthews wants to leave. Um, okay. So this one was rumored and then it went away. It came back. What do you know about the relationship between the two Kyles here? Because they seem to have a lot of conversations. Last deadline, there was the weirdness (laughs) of, you know, the leaked discussion. Everybody thought they were going to break up, and now they're back together because they're just, you know, doing the Mrazic favor for one guy, then doing the Jake McCabe trade. Um, Yeah, what do you know about just, like, how this came together?
2: I mean, these two get along and these two talk all the time. I mean, uh, there's going to be friction, I think, in any relationship. But, you know, if you ask any general manager, as much as they try to stay open and available and willing to talk to any other general manager around the league at any given time, and this is true of any industry, any business, any shop, any, you know, the, the place where any of, of, uh, of your listeners right now are working, mm-hmm. everybody has different relationships with everybody, and there are always some people that people feel more comfortable dealing with. Not to say that you can't do business with someone that you're unfamiliar with but there are just like I remember like brian burke when he ran the may place had a real comfort level with bob murray and anaheim and that's why there was you know a lot of conversation a lot of uh and a lot of deals be, be, between those two mm-hmm. um there was always a cozy relationship with calgary and the flames um like we, we all know the 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 managers who get along really well who have done business before um, and I think that for Kyle Dubas, who I who I do, by the way, think is is very open to just about any well, not just about with anybody in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I know some people will look at oh, like oh, he must have a frosty relationship with Lou Um I don't know if you caught the Lou Lamarillo reference yesterday in the Kyle Dubas press conference, but there it was when he said, you know, an old friend, you know, used to always tell me if you have time, you use it. That's Lou Lamoriello he's talking mm-hmm. about right there. Like, some will say, like, okay, it's frosty there. You'll never see the Maple Leafs do a deal with the Islanders. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one second. But I I do believe, and I I think we should all understand that. You know, there is um, there's a comfortability that Dubas has with Kyle Davidson. I don't know whether it's an, an age thing. They're from the same generation. They can see more eye-to-eye. Eye. They're both young general managers, although mm. you know, I think Dubas has been at it long enough now that we shouldn't say that he's a, a young general manager anymore. Yep. Um, I just think that there are some GMs that you're more comfortable with than others, and I think that's that's nothing new in the in the, uh, in the National Hockey League at all.
0: So unless they walk Matt Murray all the way to the playoffs... Um, on LTIR. They got to clear some cap space here. So what, what now, what comes next?
2: Oh boy. Um, Well, first of all, I don't, you get the feeling that if, if um, there's too many forwards from, 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 from a trade, I know, I know there are too many forwards and I think we're all looking at Pierre Engvall and saying, okay, what there, you know, I've wondered, you know, I've wondered about a team like Dallas, with Pierre Engvall before.
0: I've wondered, like, the um, moon. So, yeah, that's good. No,
2: I know. I was, I was, wait, I I kind of set you up for that yeah. one. I'm so, like, okay, I'm going to give, like, a nice conservative <laughs> shape <laughs> answer. And JD, JD's going to actually entertain people here. <laughs> I just, yeah,
0: there's some guys that just drive you crazier than others, and he is at the top of the pile for me in terms of, like, zero goals in 17 playoff games is the only stat I want to see with Pierre Engvall. I don't care about the charts. I don't care about the defensive metrics. I recognize he's a I fine know. regular season player, but, yeah, if you're telling me that he's the guy you're moving off of i'm i'm gonna be able to live with that
2: i get it i understand it i totally get it i know that there's a real reluctance to move off of Kerfoot just because he's so versatile mm. and he 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 fits with what Sheldon Keefe does but if we're if we're looking at moving out of forward i I understand because, like, you look at the skill and the size, and it's so seductive. And you say to yourself, and every now and then you see the flashes where you know what I'm talking about, right, JD? Where it all comes together, and like, and you're like, oh, okay, give me that 82 games a year, or give me that 70 games a year, or give me like 60 games of that something. Um, I I would wonder about if you know, Pierre, if 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 they're gonna you know send one over the side here, it's it's I would imagine most likely Engvall,
0: Uh, like. A couple of years ago, when William Nylander, you may recall, took a ton of criticism from a large part of the fan base, Pierre Engvall yep. to me is actually what people thought William Nylander was. Where great with zone entries, powerful skater, mm-hmm. and someone who just wants to turn back every time and just will never finish a check. And I, I just I make this point all the time for somebody who's six foot five and has his measurables. It's a bit of an oddity that you never catch him in the middle of the ice trying to tip pucks. Like, those are not the goals he has. I think, again, I do Leafs talk every single night, subscribe and review. Yep. I, I think I can remember one. I think I can remember one, and it was kind of an accidental where he was sort of coasting through the middle <laughs> and ended up getting a piece of it. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, they, they got to move somebody out. That's how I kind of felt about Kerfoot, same thing as you. The only thing is is now you have so many guys that can play down the middle, I wonder if his import is a little less. Don't you think there would be a little bit coming back, though, if you move Engvall? Like, that doesn't feel as much like a salary dump, whereas Kerfoot, at this point of the season, his money, I would assume that another team goes, no, 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 we're doing you a favor. We want, even if it's a late-round pick attached to this.
2: Uh, I think that, that everyone understands what the, the situation the Maple Leafs are in right now, mm-hmm. and no one's doing anyone any favors around this type uh, the, 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 this time of year, but... I, I still do like, don't forget one thing, and I, I want to circle back to Ingvall here. Don't forget one thing managers are in love with the reclamation project. And how many teams around the NHL looked at Colorado last year and said, okay. They did that with Nichushkin mm-hmm. okay and this is why I think Dallas was so reluctant to let let, let go of Dennis Gurianoff for so long because mm. you're seduced by the skill and if you know and there's always the arrogance of the team that says yeah but if we get him in our program we can turn him around and we can we can bring out that that monster that we think is inside there I still really do wonder. And I know Leafs fans are going to be screaming at me listening to this. I wonder if there's a team out there that says because every manager has that arrogance, I can get through to them. Our guys can get through to them. Our team, with our resources, we can unlock that. We can unlock that mystery. I wonder if people look at a player like Pierre Engvall, look at the skill, look at the size, and say, if we just get, Glenn Sather, this used to be Glenn Sather's mo. Just get him in here, and we can do this. Mm. Don't, so, like, don't you get that feeling? Like, like I you know, hope BAMs so. The are in love with the reclamation and, process. Yeah, I hope they, so. They are, and, and and Nishushkin last year yeah. was a big one, I think, for everybody because we all remember that year he didn't score any goals and was written off by the Dallas Stars. And all of a sudden, like, I would have voted for him for Conn Smythe last year. He went from the guy Fair. that didn't score any goals, was not wanted anywhere around the NHL, throw him on mm-hmm. waivers. He could have won the Conn Smythe trophy last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think teams looked at that and said, "Okay, the reclamation project is back on." I hope
0: so. One minute. Does this say anything about the draft classes that are upcoming, like these picks being moved, or is this purely about the teams and the the, uh, the timelines?
2: These are all lower first round picks, which will still be really good. But I think we're, we are like at the high end, this draft is elite. And in the top 10, this is an elite draft, but let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Like, I don't know that this is that we're going to look back on, on this one, the way we look at like, you know, 2003 or the Connor David draft and say like, okay, this is the year that everybody got hall of famers because I, it might be at the top, but I don't think it is deeper.
0: Next time I have you on, I definitely want to talk about whether we're getting better at looking at the future of this, because I do wonder, yeah, if the game is getting better or if it's getting harder. Uh, but we got to run, Jeff Merrick. Thanks so much for the time today. Uh, I appreciate it, and we'll listen to the Jeff Merrick thanks, show bud. later today. Good luck on deadline thanks, day. Scrolling and you'll be
2: good. <laughs> you'll be what? you should be yeah. laughing. You know what? Send me texts. I will. Send me jokes. Send yeah. me send me Trades. send me funny videos, JD. Yeah, I will. Right. Just send me funny videos on Friday, okay?
0: See you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, pal. Uh, there's Jeff Merrick. Okay, so here's the thing with Sandine that I was trying to get at. Yep, the, the, the case Jeff made there is right. You're going to need a ton of defensemen, and I'd probably rather have Rasmus Sandine than just about anything else that's out there right now for the team. That being said, like you can't, let's put it this way you can't put him in a deal that is making you moderately better up front, minor needle mover type of thing for, you know, it just, it has to be kind of an impact move. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if this is the, this is the time where a team might look at it and go, yeah, actually we would be interested in it. Some people have floated out the idea of Vancouver being the Kerfoot spot. And I know a lot of people like Garland. I don't, I know the Leafs liked Garland at one point. There's just absolutely no way in my opinion. Um, the only reason is the, the math. It just doesn't add up. Like how are the Leafs going to get them to retain that money? I don't think that they want to retain that money. That's too much for too long when you have so many uncertainties moving forward for the Leafs. So I don't think that like, that's the kind of move that I'm saying though, Sandine would have to be in where you're getting a guy that has some bona fides that fits into your roster and actually is going to play a, a meaningful position, uptick position in your lineup. And I think unfortunately for Sandine, he's just in that crappy middle of not a good enough prospect or future player, whatever you want to say mm-hmm. that an organization is actually going to be willing to sacrifice a meaningful deadline piece now. And yet he's too valuable enough or sorry, he's too valuable to your team that you're not going to be able to trade him for, you know, a minor upgrade right. or even getting back, some surplus of assets to try to use going into next year. So unless
1: you're getting a stud, you don't think it's worth it to trade. But you can't.
0: I mean. But I don't think you can get yeah. him. Connor um, Garland's
1: at four nine five.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I and it's for what three more years? Uh, yeah, three yeah. more years. So it's just it's not that's it's just not in my opinion yeah. uh, a wise move for a team that needs to keep costs low until they know what Austin Matthews wants, until they know what uh-huh. William Nylander wants. Yeah. Because here's my guess: the guy that held out half a season um he's gonna want money the guy (laughs) who (laughs) yeah and the other guy who broke the bank last time and made his contract shorter to make sure that he could break the bank again he's also going to want Mm. the money so please the money he's like that's that's going down so i don't think they're putting any added pressure on their books Mm -hmm. that's again what's so nice about these moves lafferty is one more year Mm. mccabe Two more years, very cheap, two million bucks. That's Justin Hall. So as long as you are better than Justin Hall, and hopefully the cap is going up, (laughs) it's going to be really hard for him not to give you good ROI on that contract. It just, to me, the Sandine trade is going to come at some point. Maybe it's not right now. Maybe it makes less sense now because you are trying to go on that run. You wouldn't just have as many NHL players as you can. Mm -hmm. Insulate yourself from some injury. He's a good seventh defenseman. Yeah. Um, I just, the future for him I don't. I don't see it now. It, it appears to me to be gone. How are you going to? First of all, how, why would he want to be here when he was already concerned with ice time mm-hmm. heading into the season? And now he looks like the odd man out from the playoff roster. He's not Connor Timmins, who you saved from Arizona and gave a couple <laughs> like a million dollars to and yeah. just said, "Hey, whatever, show up when we need you." Mm-hmm. Connor Timmins is gonna be fine. Rasmus Sandin, he, yeah. He was the story going into camp of whether or not he was going to show up, whether or not he was going to play ball, some injuries happened, and he went, all right, Mm -hmm. I'll try to prove myself. I don't think it's gone great for him this year from just a hockey standpoint. He's had his classic Rasmus Sandin season, a little bit of the lineup, some flashes, a lot of just not fast enough, not big enough, tweener type of player stuff. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of a flash to leave maybe hopefully some people – looking at it and saying, uh, well, maybe. Again, the, what Merrick said about Engvall. Maybe if we bring him in-house. I, I don't I don't see the Leafs moving off of Engvall. They do love Kerfoot, though, but they got to get some money out. And maybe yeah. that's just a Zach, Aston, Reese on waivers and some other tinkering around, and you're trying to keep as many guys as possible and have as, as many options. But, yeah, now you're sort of looking at it and going, all right. Assuming Ryan O'Reilly does move to the 3C. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Achari, Kampf, and Lafferty who can all play center. Yeah. Who are going to have to get dispersed in some way. And then, to me anyways, as of today, the locks for roster spots, they absolutely include Yarncroc Mm
1: -hmm. and Engval. Interesting.
0: You also have the piece of maybe Nyes joins the team. I think there's less likelihood of that now, though. It just – I wonder if a little bit of part of this is they looked at it and they went, all right, could we get him in here? Is it worth a shot? Maybe. But is this a little bit too much pressure to be putting on our young guy, throwing him into the fire like this after he's just had a college hockey season and now we're saying go play against the Tampa Bay Lightning who are absolutely filthy and loaded too? You want him playing against Tanner Janot and saying, "Hey, you're big and physical. Go up against
1: this
3: guy." No thanks. Yeah, yeah with big expectations on too. Yeah, really. it
1: just their season goes too late. Their season
0: They're ends good. right
3: yeah. before the NHL yeah. play.
1: It's, it's like two weeks. Yeah, it, the Frozen Four is April six and eight.
3: That's so. what I'm saying.
0: It's just it's right up against the end of the schedule. I think yeah. if it went perfectly, he could be here for two regular season games. Yeah, which maybe, is just not really. Yeah, maybe you work him into one and just take a peek, but I don't. I. I think that part of the fantasy for me is sort of... I don't want to close the door on it completely. Who knows? Mm -hmm. He's about a really good season, and you want to be able to keep all your options open? It's just tough. He's 20. The history of college players going into the postseason is not great. And Even the other night, they flashed the Chris Kreider comparison up on the graphics Mm -hmm. during the broadcast, and what they left out is Kreider, when he went on his run, was, well, they didn't leave out the fact that he was a year older, But when he went on his run, he got a lot of power play time and most of his points came from there. Mm. And he's kind of the standard bearer of, look, a college guy can step in right away and make an impact on a a playoff team. So just something to consider. Anyway, I like the deal for the Leafs. Cost-controllable, solid upgrades. Guys who... To me, again, Lafferty really popped both times they played the Leafs. Go back and listen to Leafs talk when they played Chicago. I kept mentioning it. I like that guy. Mm -hmm. And he's the type of guy who I think really is going to be able to get you one dirty depth goal in this series. They didn't add that the caliber of goal scorer I think you would like outside of Ryan O'Reilly, right? Yep. Who's not Timo Meyer, but somebody who can obviously score, has great hand eye, can get in front of the net, tip a puck, as as good as anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. But they got real players, yeah, and they got some guys who care. They're not going to be able to out physical the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's just it's not going to happen. That's Mm -hmm. not the way that they're going to win. But they might. But they're going to need goals, yeah, like dirty area goals. And now they have more guys who do that. They have a different complexion in their room. They have some cost controllable stuff, and they didn't touch their top tier prospect in Matthew Nice. Mm
1: -hmm. No, they didn't
0: remove from the roster in a significant way. And if they're going to They're going to have their pick of the absolute litter of who they don't want to have on this team and who to clear out to make sure that they have the cap space. So, yeah, again, home run deadline for the Leafs. I could not really... You can always wish for more. And we'll talk about that in a second. But... This has been pretty damn good. Yeah. From a just how I feel about a move at the time. Even... Even the Jake Muzzin trade, which has been widely trumpeted as Dubas's best move, this feels the best to me in the moment.
3: Uh
1: Mm. Out of everything, like initial reaction.
0: Yep. Other than, unless you count the Tavares signing. True. Because that was a player for free who was John Tavares. John Tavares. (laughs)
3: That's John Tavares. Not bad.
0: Yeah, I know, but people still cry about it, and it drives me nuts. Like, why did they? Could have used the money on other guys. I'm like, yeah, there was no team in hockey. That was saying, oh, John DeVars wants to be here. I'm sorry, $11 <laughs> million. Uh, what do we have to trade for him? Oh,
1: nothing. <laughs> we're good. No, thank you. Yeah, no, uh,
0: that's all right. Anyway, quick break. Let's come back and, uh, yeah, what Kyle Dewis had to say at his media conference yesterday. Sportsnet 590 The Boys, we're talking about reoccurring dreams today. <laughs> Apparently, Simon, Brutal. you're just a big reoccurring dream guy.
3: Yeah, it's the worst. I have one where like I am playing basketball and my shoes have no grip and I'm Mm -hmm. slipping and called for travels over and over again and I can't stop. And it's it's like every other night. It's horrible. I I, hate it.
0: I used to have one when I was a little bit younger. Well, actually, I I used to have two now that I think about it. One was I would always show up to hockey practice or a game or whatever and like I'd be missing some of my goalie gear. And it would be like, this is not complete. Yeah, terrible. There's just not enough stuff here. <laughs> and two was I used to be a mover and I used to load trucks and every once in a while I would just have dreams of loading the truck.
1: Ooh, That's a bad work dream. Just loading the truck, like not even doing anything no, spectacular? Like, no,
0: actually, honestly, I kind of I, – I didn't like – Obviously, moving was hard when I was younger. I was shredded. So I was (laughs) yoked. Yeah, Michael Chandler. It was a good job. All I had all day was water and cigs, and (laughs) did a million stairs. Ah, Healthy. Yeah, and was yeah best shape my life, no question about it. Fun job in some ways, hard job in others. Uh, Don't think I would recommend, but I did learn how to load the truck and became what is called the loader.
1: Mm. oh, to like fit everything where it has to go. Yeah, and that that.
0: that actually is not like that's kind of fun. That's not bad.
1: It's like Tetris. Yes,
0: exactly. It's just Tetris. And then, like, you go around the house, you look at stuff, and you go, Okay, I get this. And then I
1: go there. Interior design. And
0: then you're kind of telling guys, Hey, go get that for me, (laughs) the loader. (laughs) Start stopping your fingers. Hey, you. Hey. hey, Just sucking down a Belmont. Be like, Hey, hey, "Hey, grab. (laughs) You know that crazy heavy looking armoire? Grab it. (laughs)
3: Hey, piano, just you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, that's. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, I used to have those two. Um, reoccurring nightmare, however, Kyle Dubas every year with the first round exits, right? Had to be feeling good yesterday when like that's a time where you're coming to the mic. You're just having the confidence. Mm. Hey, I know what I'm talking about here. And it's called being
1: praised. <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> I'm the man.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's a good feeling. That's a good feeling for Kyle Dubas yesterday. Okay. So I want to play a couple of clips. I'm going to kind of go in a bit of a. Weirder order here, Austin. Um, Now, these are... Okay. Let's play clip two first.
4: I think we'll still be busy and active and try to find if there's any way that we can continue to improve. It's at the balance now where you kind of get between are you you changing the group too much or um, but the guys have received the Noel and Ryan so well. I think being on the road has helped. We got them. We were at home and then we were in uh, Chicago and Buffalo, one home game and then on on the road trip. So they have to be together all the time. And uh, unlike in the uh, COVID year where you were just in the hotel, they can actually go out and do things together and kind of build that camaraderie. So you've you've seen that a little... uh, a little bit here in, in the in the week and those guys have integrated uh, about as seamlessly as as I've hoped and um, I think they're planning on going to the Springsteen concert tonight so um, which I think would be great Why well, I, I personally would think that's outstanding but uh, for a number of reasons but it'll be it'll be good for those guys to come together as well
0: I'm not getting into the Springsteen takes because <laughs> I was that, wondering if you no, I was waiting for, <laughs> for
3: one
0: I don't have the time I don't have the energy no
3: Wait, we Anti Springsteen?
0: There's a, there's a few. I like how I'm like, I'm not getting into it. And Mackie comes over the thumb. He's like, <laughs> "You want to bury yourself right now? <laughs> <laughs> Tranquilizer dart." <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It's just there's some crowds that you just don't bother. You don't get into it. It's like the people who are obsessed with the pineapple on pizza debate. You're like, I don't. Yeah, you can have it. I, I don't know
1: any Springsteen.
0: Some references, people like it. So. Some people don't. All right. Isn't yeah. so that what uh, Joe? Is that?
3: No, I just said I don't know any Springsteen references. Just got nothing. Okay, yeah, no. It's way before. It's before you know my know time.
1: Springsteen references? <laughs> Barely any. No. Born in the USA. Okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You, Outside of that, like not much. Okay, tranquilize a a for You too. <laughs> Quiet. My fault. My fault.
0: I, I don't. I'm not a fan. I would certainly never. I don't think I'd be able to handle going to a concert straight up, just because. I, The the crowd no just the crowd just what's going on there. Mm -hmm. I just don't I I don't think I'd be able to deal I think I I wouldn't be able to get into it so much of being at a concert is you know in getting into it Mm -hmm. And that one I think seeing dudes who have seen him 88 times crying Uh calling him the boss just now, <laughs> is that his nickname, the boss? Bruce I said tranquilizer guard. <laughs> I I tranked you. All right, you're done. You're done in this conversation. Um, I love that he considered that Dubis. That hey, you don't want to tinker with this too much. That's actually one thing I did think of. Where you're adding four bodies that are all going to play, four guys out. This is a team that's trying to win. This is a team that's performed well all year yeah, it's this is a cutthroat business. I'm just watching drives to survive again. It's not exactly that where they're just openly telling you Netflix, how much <laughs> guys suck and, and how much they hate, no those shame, and how they're just firing people left and right. like it just f one is the best. I'm so glad it's coming back. I'm so I'm all the way back in by the yeah. way, just so you know, I need drive I need drive to survive, ok, I'm a casual. I need drive to survive to suck me back in to get me hyped up again. And now I'm stoked. And yesterday, you Man. know I was doing it at like one am was looking up. who did well. In terms of their their uh, preseason testing, yeah, at Bahrain. Like I was reading everything about it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, Aston Martin, impressive. Anyway, (laughs) Alonso season? Yeah, dude, Alonso, he's back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's back. Alonso is back. Yeah. So anyway, uh, all the way back at F1 with the Leafs. I like that they considered the chemistry of this because it can often get lost in this. O'Reilly, obviously. Achari, obviously. You hope that those these next two guys that they're able to fit in as seamlessly as the other two because they fit. I like that Jake McKay had Toronto as the only place where he would move his no trade. That was in Canada. Mm -hmm. That's the apparent rumor. Kind of makes Declined Edmonton. Hey, guess what? Kind of makes sense. (laughs) When you really think about it, when you really break it down. Where was he gonna go? Montreal. No. Montreal's
1: that I'm kidding.
0: I know, but I'm saying (laughs) I'm saying that some of the teams in the I wanna say the better cities, different. They're different, okay? They're the different Canadian cities. made a lot of people mad. They're not good. And some of the ones in the other different kind of Canadian cities, I don't think so many guys are stoked on if they have the choice (laughs) to decide not to go. Let's just say that, okay? Anyway, I liked it. And I like that he says that they're still not done because they shouldn't be. If there's something that comes up, they should still be trying to add, whether it's a depth piece, whatever. Something comes across the table. All things should be considered. That being said it's really hard for me to see how they're not done outside of trying to get off of a contract. That's one of the forwards, essentially mm-hmm. potentially deciding between Kerfoot and Engvall, Zach Aston Reese would be the most obvious guy. But yeah, well, those guys are definitely one of them's on the chopping block. Somebody has got to go. Cause there's just no way that they're going to let Matt Murray walk all the way to the postseason on LTIR and then trust him with some games. Yeah. If he's going to be healthy, you got to play him. You got to see what you've got. Um, and, in fact, if you are going to do that, I would actually say that you have to add another depth def- – uh, why am I harsh mouth there? Another depth goalie like he did with the Riddick trade. I said it on Leafs Talk that I don't really care for that idea because if you're in that position where you're playing the scraps from some other organization, then you're probably screwed mm. in a series against Tampa Bay anyway. But either way, it's at least something to consider. Okay. Um, I like this one too. Clip five on how – He came to these moves and whether or not Boston and Tampa had any impact on it.
4: Yeah, the, neither of those, tra- I mean, for us, it, I mean, we, it was neither of those really affected. We were doing this talk with Chicago had been going on even before the uh, the Boston deal. So, uh, and it was, you know, nearly at the finish line or essentially over the finish line last night when the Tampa Bay-Nashville uh, deal came down. So we're, we're just, we have to focus on ourselves and worry about ourselves and, and know it's going to be really tough. Like, we've been through it before. We know that, that these are elite, elite competitors. And at this moment, um, you know, it's it's in, on both uh, sides of the, the of this format in the East, you're going to have two teams that are in the top six uh, if, it, if it finishes this way playing in the first round which is great for the fans uh, but it's it's really tough when you're competing And, and uh, but I think we relish it and I think we need it actually I don't, I don't think we should be, uh, of all teams should be embracing it and being ready to go for it
0: What else can he say? We're embracing it We're excited about it mm-hmm. We're going for it I do believe him though I do believe that he did not make these moves as a response to anything that anybody did. People went, oh, the McCabe trade. No, they had been... Ma- Shout out to Luke Fox. That dude was on the Jake McCabe thing from a million years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said to Merrick, it, it was there, it went away, it felt like a done deal, and then it was gone, and they went, oh, was going to cost too much and retention, first-round picks, and is really going to do this? All I think it took was them making sure that they had the assets to make sure they got it forward first. And then mm-hmm. once that business was done... They went back to the drawing board and went, okay, we remember the price, and we're going to be willing to do this, and we want to bring in Jake McCabe. Yeah. This, these moves were obvious for the Leafs no matter what. Yeah. There was no scenario where they were going to walk into a playoff series. I don't care who it was. We, we focus. We hyper-fixate so much on the first round. I get it because it's been seven times in a row. Uh, <laughs> it's not been great. I get it. Huh, completely understandable why we fixate on it. Tampa is such a huge challenge. This team has always been trying to win. It's yeah. always been geared to win a Stanley Cup. That was the nice reminder from yesterday, is that this is not about matching Tampa. This is about beating Tampa. This is about beating Boston. This is about beating everybody that gets in front of you and winning a Stanley Cup. Because yeah. you're that good right now, and you've got that with this year, and you've got it with next. Last one. I want to play clip number one.
4: How uh, are you? No, I, I, I mean have never been asked that. Thank Interesting.
0: you. Interesting. Uh, but
4: um, I, this to me is the most fun time, like I said to the guys this morning as we were kind of pushing it across the finish line, like when you're, I don't know, unless you've been like in there doing it, like uh, the moments when you're just getting a trade that you've worked on for a while to the finish line, it's the most exciting part of it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the guys come in like Noel and Ryan um, and, the, and not even their production, but just the way that they've played and helped the team and then the way that the guys react to it and where we're at. Like, it's, it's to me is the most exciting time. And I don't, I don't know about the, I don't, wouldn't say that it feels pressure. You feel a, a duty in this job to do everything you can to help the group of people that are, that are part of it, the staff and the players. And,
0: Okay. So this is the biggest point from all of this for me. And this is what I'm going to be carrying in to discuss with my buddy, Colby Armstrong in a couple of seconds here. The pressure's off Dubas straight up. He's done all he can. This is now the deepest roster he's ever had. You could still make the case on the goaltender side of it. Like if that's the Achilles heel of the Leafs, it's going to be really tough to not put that directly on his shoulders. But so far, got to say, those guys have looked pretty decent. And if the bar is outplay Andre Vasilevsky, that's pretty difficult to Mm -hmm. hurdle over. There's like one guy in the (laughs) NHL that can do that. So maybe two. So, yeah, you can put that onto us. You know, the pressure lies, again, back squarely on the shoulders of the core of this team. It's not on Ryan O'Reilly. He already won a Stanley Cup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He already won a Smythe. He's got his stripes. It's not on Jake McCabe. It's not on Sam Lafferty. It's certainly not on Nola Chari. It's not on Mark Giordano. It's not on anybody on this team outside of those core in their prime players. Austin Matthews. John Tavares, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, and Morgan Riley. Yeah. That's it. That's who this is on. You've been given everything. Your GM went out and showed you the biggest sign of faith. And we will spend a lot of time discussing, hey, Dubas and his future and blah, blah, because he's the guy that's got the—he's the guy that they can fire or just walk away from. He's the guy that can leave. It's his last year. I get it. But the pressure's on the players now. What else can you be given— You certainly just can't play the, well, it's Tampa card now. You got to win. Like, you have to find a way to win. You guys are all in your prime. This is it. You got to take a step. It's right there in front of you. They're going to be judged, I think, fairly based on this series more than they ever have before. Whether it's been chokes against Montreal and excuses that have been made, whatever the hell, this is the one. I don't care that the opponent is strong. Those guys, that's where the pressure lies now. Everything's been done for them. Let's see what they can do about it. Let's talk about that with Colby. Quick break, come back, chat with him. I hate so much, we have all these conversations and now I got Simon here and we're about the same age and we'll just be talking about something. And then Joe will butt in with, was that a while ago? And I just want one of his legs to shatter. <laughs> I'm so tired of it, Joe. I'm so tired of you being younger than me and reminding me <laughs> how old were I am. You knew what you were for when you got me on the like show. Like I said, I got so sweaty today just because the train was like I wore too hot of a jacket and had to walk up. Two flights of stairs. And I came in here and I needed water. And I was telling you guys, I got to go sit down. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm done. Uh, Colby Armstrong, professional athlete. Uh, a man uh, who is going to have one hell of a day, deadline day. Host of Chicklets Game Notes. What's up, bro?
5: Oh, my God. I'm having a <clears throat> panic attack about deadline day already. Don't even <laughs> remind me. No, you're going to be fine. I'm looking right
0: now at your big fancy studio that they built for you and – uh, BX. Uh, oh yeah, I got my own studio. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's actually, it's kind of a trip. I always forget that it's here. Like I forget that that is actually where they put the big dogs because forever, you know, they separated the importance, like yeah. you and the the lessers, I like, like me. I know you I did. Like that. Yeah, you got when your hotel right downtown. You did your little tunnel walks. oh i did the path yeah that's right (laughs) you got to the the beautiful cbc building and you went that's right i'm a journalist i should be here i belong here you got up in that elevator (laughs) you got up in the atrium and you looked down on all those people from way up there in that building and you said they're ants to me and then i would come up and you'd be like what are you doing here (laughs) i would say i got a day pass and you would Complain to somebody, and then
5: yeah. I, now I, I'm you. Yeah. Now no, I'm you exactly. going into the We're going the into the Rogers building. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't have a pass. I gotta let someone get me in yeah. there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I no, have we'll no care, clue yeah. how yeah. to work elevators yeah. there. Hey, good news. I don't there's know no where. elevator. Where? The studios.
0: No, there's no elevator. Yeah, I don't
5: I'll... even know this. No, it's don't even know
0: this. Here's the thing, buddy. Here's the good news for you. You walk in the building, you see the studio right away. Yep. It's right there. It's the it's the big oh, sports net desks that have the huge screens and all the chairs. You you'll you'll see it. <laughs> you'll figure it out. They'll let you in You'll sit oh, there. Oh, if there's
5: a camera, I'll find it, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You'll be all right. You'll be ready to roll and let people know that you were traded for Marion Huss. I don't want to step on your material.
5: Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah don't, <laughs> steal my, don't steal my shtick, But. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I, I had Merrick on earlier, and he's going, we're fine, actually, Elliot and I, because we just have to scroll, and if nothing's happening, they go, hey, is anything going on? They go, nope, that's it.
5: Over mm. to the insiders. Yeah, and back they, to you they at they the desk. like they're looking at their phones. They're like, oh, we're hearing some buzz about uh, some no-name prospect that we've never heard of. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then and then we got to talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. How much research do you have to do going into this? Like, you, (laughs) what do you? I don't know. Yeah. You don't know? That's good. That's a bad answer. <laughs>
5: well, just to give you a better answer, <laughs> one trade deadline, yeah. I slept it. I slept in. I remember. I, slept in. I remember.
0: remember. You showed that was, that was that's how we gave you the next, the nickname Corpsey. <laughs> because
5: Corpsey, you,
0: yeah. Yeah, because you showed up looking like a corpse. <laughs> you just were I dude was sweating. That's it. You and me today, me from too hot of a jacket and a hoodie underneath. I thought it was cold outside. It was warm. I, I I didn't look at the weather. It was just, dude, it was freezing cold last night. It was a blizzard here, essentially, who I thought, hey, good day for a hoodie, good day for the Canada Goose. I rolled outside. It was, uh, it's basically summertime. I got on the train. I was a mess. I was disgusting. I looked like you coming in that day where you went, oh, and you're such a nice guy. That's the oh, best thing buddy. about Colby is he can't get in trouble. You can't, he, he can't be in trouble. I'm the opposite. <laughs> kind of. I have the face, (laughs) I have the face and the attitude of someone who is just in way more trouble now,
5: (laughs) you know, I do a
0: thing and people go, yeah, we're going to hammer you for this.
5: (laughs) We've been buddy. I didn't even miss anything though. Like I I got there late, but I didn't miss anything. I was like legit legendary. I got like my suit on though. I remember (laughs) like I I was getting like hair. Hair and makeup done, and like they could barely put their makeup on because my face was so, so greasy sweaty with sweat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was running full
0: sprint. <laughs> oh, man, the, the people behind the scenes for that stuff are the sweetest, right? Because they would oh, have the best. that's what I'm saying. They never would have been like, ew, <laughs> they would have just gone, it's fine. This is totally normal. It's all good. As the goop is high, running down and your face, it's so and you're, good. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. You know what, though? Yeah, Maybe that's kill it. Maybe you did kill it that day, though, because you had the adrenaline spiked and you were thinking, you know, I'm in you, I'm, know
5: when you wake up and you're kind of yeah. groggy, though. I yeah. kind of had the I kind of oh, had the sleepy brain. Oh, I, had, I had a full deep fog in the brain yeah. and I think it made me better. I think yeah. it made me better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 what? No, that's that's actually my nightmare when I show up and do that job is there's days where I come in here and it's 20 minutes yeah. before the show and I'm going, I, I still can't. Put words together. My brain is not not connecting. Enough
5: coffee in Toronto. There's just nothing. There's just nothing,
0: man. And and I'm trying. And I'm I'm like desperately. I'll go over a note, and then it's always something stupid that sparks my brain.
5: I'm going to be dialed in on Friday, but I'm going to get up. I'm going to be just ready to roll. I'm going to come in there, a little pep in my step. What's Mm -hmm. up? What's up? Good to see you again. I never see you. I'm never in here. Hi. Good to see you
0: again. And then just. Dominate. Again, this is where our lives could not be more different. When Colby like is in the room with a bunch of people, everybody is their his best friend. Everyone's like, Oh my God, it's you. <laughs> so happy to see He's a golden retriever. Like he walks in the room, everybody wants to pet him. They're like, Oh, come here, buddy. <laughs> and he's just there golden retrievering all the way around. I do enjoy, Everybody's I do enjoy stoked. Of course you do. I of love course it. you do. I'm not that. I walk into the room and people are like, does that dog have all its shots?
5: (laughs) Yeah. They're like, he looks mean.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, why does that dog have no leash <laughs> like, Except for me, buddy I'm yeah. there for ya. Yeah. you Yeah,
5: know of course You're my boy You're my boy,
0: Blue But again, you're <laughs> everybody's
5: boy <laughs> That's the thing That's it Well, you're... I'm looking forward to it Everyone's probably sick of me Because I skip more TV time than the players Because of my Dejardin commercials yeah. But I'm going to be coming in hot <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah Yeah, you're going to
0: come in with pockets loaded from Dejardin
5: <laughs> You are coming in flush <laughs> to the city Green Desjardins Dude. commercial The jersey <sighs> I'm going to be wearing the jersey I should wear the jersey
0: uh, of course you should wear the jersey. You wanna keep that Desjardins money. And the helmet in.
5: and the helmet. Yeah. throw the helmet <laughs> Yeah, I think
0: so. I think the helmet's a good look actually. It's a decent bucket. Yeah. Like, it's a good look. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're firing yeah. up the kids. You're giving people their shout outs. I and you're getting the Desjardins, dough. <laughs> the Desjardins yeah. dough. the the double D. It you gotta love it. You absolutely gotta love it. All right. So yesterday uh we had a quick chat. Um, but then stopped because I wanted to talk more about it today. Um you really like this deal.
5: Yeah, I do. I like it. I think I like everything the Leafs did. I mm. like it. Finally, finally, mm. Leafs Nation. Finally, I think, like, just moves that made sense, moves that are difference makers. Uh, I, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of, Yeah, I saw Carolyn Cameron put a gif of a guy pushing all his chips in. I mm. love it. I think this is do or die for Dubas. He knows it. He made these awesome moves and got, like, key guys through their lineup. One, a stud, you know, all-around 200-foot Zen Master and, o- and o- Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And the others are just, like, great ads that are just, like, perfect fits mm-hmm. that are going to, like, really help them. Sam Lafferty was here in Pittsburgh, didn't play too much, but, like, lightning-fast speed, aggressive, a little reckless, um, can kill penalties, block shots, will chuck him when he has to, like, just, like, a good... Soldier, he's mm-hmm. a good soldier. Achari, love him. Warrior, good in the playoffs. Would be a guy that they think they're going to depend on a lot down through the depths of their lineup. And McCabe also is like a guy that you know is rock all but he he's kind of like he's he's one of those guys you got to know when he's on the ice too. Like he has the ability to sting you, and in today's game, I think that's never been more valuable. So. All good pickups, all good ads, all good like depth ads that are like key important playoff guys that play. and can play key roles, mm-hmm. you know, role recognition through your lineup of guys that can do these jobs and also provide five on five play. That's good. And I think Dubis did a really good job this year. Yeah, if he's can- done. If he's done, if he's that's it. OK, but I think like he put together a thing like something for the Leafs that's like, OK, this is believable. This yeah. is now believable with their core. Dude, I Except for one agree. thing. Yeah. Except for the one net. thing. We know it's the net. Yeah. yeah. We know.
0: Yeah. At least you hope you have two guys who can maybe do it. That there isn't as much, hey, this is all on Freddie Anderson's shoulders as it was years past yeah, or yeah, as yeah. much as it is Jack Campbell's. Like maybe, just maybe with having the two guys, you can find one. I was saying earlier, though, um, that's, that's for sure the pressure point on Dubas, right? Where if the goalies just blow it in this series, they can't figure it out. Matt Murray's hurt Samson off chokes, whatever. That's just squarely on his shoulders. He'll get, um, yeah. he will get killed for it. He will not be here the following year. And frankly, a lot of that is going to end up being his legacy. Even the Dubas defenders are going to go, Hey, he did a good job, but he could never figure out the goalie part of it. He's still the guy that gave Peter Mraz a three-year contract when,
5: I don't really know if anyone was doing that. <laughs> I don't think Can you anybody... imagine I don't know if they could fit it. They'd have to make some kind of cool move. Yeah. If all of a sudden it's like Friday, beep 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 beep. Jeff Merrick just phone just starts <laughs> droop, droop. Mm. Elliot. Him and Elliot are fighting over announcing this. They're like, The Leafs have acquired John Gibson. Mm. I no thanks.
0: I'm good on that. You don't want him? No. You
5: don't
0: jo- want
5: John Gibson? The no. guy gets fifty shots a night, stands yeah. on his head, steals, wins left and right.
0: No, I do I do not want John Gibson. I think Oh, you're like, I, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very good. And why? He, he well, he had a quote one time, and I do this uh from time to time, not to take shots, but I think that there are certain dudes in the NHL, and I think you've known guys like this, who would rather wear flip flops the arena than play in big games, and I think he's one of those dudes.
5: It's easy to say that when you're doing that. Let like you love flip flops. You flip-flops? put him in the fire. I think you put him in the fire. You put him yeah. in the cauldron of Toronto. I think you'd see, I think you'd see us a, a stud. He. he's, he's I like, I, I think he straight
0: it. up said he didn't want to be here. I'm pretty sure there was a quote where he went. <laughs> I'd rather die than. <laughs>
5: you know what, I respect yeah. the hell out of yeah. that. There's
0: your Western <laughs> Canadian. You know, sometimes I worry because I see you with the American flag and you your U S citizen now. And, and I, I worry, yep. I worry about you. And I go, man, don't, don't do it. Don't just become a full-blown American. Buddy, and then, and I'm then, I'm in the blue collar, Pittsburgh.
5: Just be. Jeans, a T-shirt, I get a it. Beard in my hand, I, I love, love it. it,
0: buddy. I love it. All I'm saying to you is that there's nothing that brings you back to your Western Canadian roots than, <laughs> you, than somebody overhyping the Leafs or someone going, "Yeah, I would never play the Leafs." You're like, "Yeah, I'm
5: oh, trying to, yeah. I'm trying to get him a goalie here. Yeah. I'm trying to get him." A, Like, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. there's one more trick up Dubas' sleeve. If there was a guy... Maybe he's got an extra stack of chips next to his chair that he didn't put on the (laughs) table yet.
0: Yeah, that would be great. He does. His name's Matthew Nyes, but I don't think they're moving him. He's just too important in the future. And, yeah, he's the guy that they're really hoping they've been looking for. And especially given that... Yeah, the next contracts for Nylander, Matthews yeah, coming up, yeah. and those yep. ones are going to be, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be monumental. People are going to look at that and go, sorry, what? <laughs> it's going to be hilarious, too, because yeah. the cap's going to go up, and people are going to be like, yes, finally, the cap is moving. And then the Leafs, those two guys are going to go, yeah, about Absorb that extra space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to yeah. be that old, those, those towel commercials. <laughs> what was that guy? Uh, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, damn it. Why can't I put that one together? where it was just the absorbable sponge, where it was like, look at this, does the job of 2,000 paper towels. And you'd go, wow, I really want one of those, even though I don't need that. That's what those guys are going to do the cap space. Okay, so yeah, you like the moves. I agree with you. I do. Yeah, there's just, you You said it. And, and I was saying it earlier on the show of, they didn't just need one guy. They didn't need just a Timo Meyer. They needed four dudes who could actually play. And that's what they did. They went yeah. out and got four dudes, and they got guys who can maybe score a dirty playoff goal, get a big hit, provide some leadership, you know, hard on pucks, can tip them in front of the net like again it's just been a perfect deadline for dubas so the scenario yeah, you I outlined, love it. <clears throat> yeah i
5: love it i love it i love it i love it cuz forever i feel like you know all the people that i know that are leafs fans are like oh my gosh we got another second for winnick wow that's oh, such yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got a second. Oh, we got these trapping, you know how many yeah. picks we have? Yeah. And then like nothing happens and like great, you're just stacking the Marlies. Who cares mm-hmm. about the Marlies, okay? Nobody care Marleys cares. A lot for, at one point yeah. Nobody cares about the Marleys, okay? Mm. And you already have your core. You already have your guys. And it's like, when are you gonna like put the throttle down and mm-hmm. just be like, we're going? Did you see uh, Julian Breezeball in, in Tampa when yeah, he course. quoted about his draft picks and the value, what they put in it and what they think they are and how they're going to get better and look at their draft. They, they're not picking anybody in the next like four years. They don't care. They're like, we're good now. We got our core. We need to supplement you know things around them and we're going to you know spend it on real NHLers because we know they're real NHLers and we get mm-hmm. guys that we like and guys that we want, which is like <sighs> your brain should explode because it's like, yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. I love so it. Well maybe just maybe this is just enough. You wait you know, this is the year he's finally decided to do it, but it's like unfortunately, every team in the East has as well, pretty much.
0: Everybody's stacked. So it's the playoffs. You know, it's crazy. I think this regular season has sucked straight up for just about anybody. Unless you're a Bruins fan or a Devils fan. Sabres kind of ish, but Sabres have lowest attendance in the NHL. Like it's just, it's been a pretty flat season with a lot of bad games and just, you know, a lot of one
5: sick game Rangers, exactly. Calgary coming out of all-star best game of the year. It
0: was so good. It was so unbelievably good. It felt refreshing. It was everything I wanted from the sport. And hopefully we get some of that come playoff time. And yeah, man, I'm I'm totally with you. This just, the, the season hasn't been good. It hasn't been fun. They need a spicy playoffs. Like, the NHL desperately yep. needs to have a kick-ass playoffs where some teams get in there with a ton of stakes like these guys all have now. The yep. Even the Devils put that pressure on them with the Meyer trade. But, yeah, especially those three Atlantic teams up at the top, there's some desperation down there with the Islanders, where they're at, where Pittsburgh's at. It should be fun. I'm really excited yep. for it. But the pressure thing. Okay, so Dubas, to me anyways, the pressure was never changing for him, right? Like, he... It, he loses in the first round he's probably out of a job they move on past it and perform well and he's looking good now to me everybody agrees he hit a home run at this deadline like i really haven't seen i kind of hate it when everyone has the same takes of yeah like it, uh, what's to be too mad about with it and now that's pretty much where we're at with this deadline like i don't see a single person that's other than just like the hardcore twitter dubus haters that are saying all oh, the picks the picks the picks how much pressure is on the, the core now? Because that was my thing heading into the break here, dude, is Dubas has taken the pressure off himself. He did everything he could do at the deadline. He added about the perfect pieces that you could add, four guys injecting him into this lineup. Now it's just, it's this is Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, Riley, and Marner. That's it. That's where the pressure is to yeah. me.
5: I think there's a lot of pressure. I think there's a lot of pressure, yeah. I, I do. I think there was a lot of pressure on Dubas, and you know what he's doing? He's just going, okay, there, I did it did my job okay Mm -hmm. now boys boys now it's on you so the the pressure i think transfers you know this lineup but i think it's always been there right the last several years of failure licking your wounds trying to laugh it off like yeah we get it we know we hear it all the time we live it and that you know I, i understand that but this year is like is big time for them so you know It went from, you know, this great young core to, like, not being so young, you know, guys that have experience now and being in these spots, taking the Tampa Bay Lightning the Game 7 last year and losing, and it's like another one. So, you know, there's something to prove. And if that doesn't get inside your soul as Mm -hmm. a player to to dig in and and to get the job done this year and go on a run and be that team that you're supposed to be, I don't know what will. That's what I'm saying, man.
0: That's what I'm saying. I just I, I think that I don't I know that Tampa's great. I know the pedigree that's there. I know how tough it's gonna to be for the Leafs to beat them. I understand there will be people lining up to make excuses and just blame the playoff format. And I'll do probably a little bit of that. I'll I again I will be fair with it. I'll be but I will be fair with it. And to me, there will be no more justified, micro-analyzing of body language, goal scoring, you know. Uh,
5: What's going to be the biggest difference in that difference in that series if it doesn't go good for the Leafs? I think it'll be, well,
0: goaltending is the most obvious one. one. guy. Yeah, yep, goaltending is the most left. obvious one. Yeah. But to me, there is also just, <sighs> I, I think being clutch, like having a sense of the moment is a real thing. And so if I was yeah. going to say that there's a secondary thing is Tampa just to me is, and and this is why the Geno thing just scares you so much is they go, yeah, that's the guy we want. And they just know who's going to fit with them and who might have one of those moments and whether it's yeah. going to show up with just a, a added physical play, whatever, this is such a fine margin, right? It's in, Everyone keeps calling it coin toss, coin toss when they lost to Tampa last year. And I go, yeah. I agree. When it comes down to the skill and the way that they play for the majority of these games, it's kind of a coin toss. But there's just something about those teams where the moment doesn't overwhelm them. And I don't understand why people don't get this more because, yeah, it's not about, oh, these guys turn into superhumans. And maybe I'm even just strawmanning it at this point, but it doesn't even matter what you do in life. When the chips are down, can you still be you? Can you still be confident? And can you own a moment?
5: Look at Colorado right now, right? Like a month ago, they were like 11 points out of first place in their division. They're mm-hmm. in a wild card spot, I think. And it's like you look at that and you're like, okay, they're going to have a big push. Well, they still don't get Landis back. As a matter of fact, now mm-hmm. they lose Makar for like a really good chunk of games. I, I think they're 8-1-1. 8-1-1 one one. Mm-hmm. One one right now without Makar. But watch them and just look what like winning does to you to speak to that, right? Mm -hmm. They know they're going into games and they are flying. They're missing two of their key guys. They're absolutely buzzing. Every guy in that lineup knows they can win that game. It's just Supreme confidence, knowing how to get it done, what it takes and how to play properly. So yeah, I think there is a lot to put into that category of, of teams that just know how to get it done. And if there's a team in the league, it's Tampa, right? The last like four years, it's like, it's insane Mm -hmm. how good they are. So yeah, I, I I think the playoff series. You can talk about the format. I think it's going to set up for like these massive epic, you know, first round series. One in the Metro, one with Tampa and the Leafs. It's going to be just like r- unbelievable to start to start the playoffs. You can't wait for it. Let's I mean, just get to the playoffs. What is it like? Twenty games? Let's just get there. Let's just go. Man. It's going to be so good. <sighs> You you also well I'll get let's get through Friday. I got a lot to say on Friday. Yeah, you, know? you do. Friday. You got
0: a lot. Hey, yeah. tune in. Sportsnet's trade deadline coverage. Yeah, let's Colby go. Armstrong. New details to the times he was traded. Uh, will be revealed for the very first time.
5: A couple new wrinkles I just thought of. A
0: couple tiny little details. Remembered (laughs) what he had to drink his first night in Atlanta. (laughs) Tune in. Find out. He will let you all in on it. It's going to be an electric factory. The big, um, the impressive thing about Colorado lately too is that um, yeah, beating up on the West. The West thanks, buddy. It's it's it's, hor- it's horrible. Like, there's just no, not really any good teams. Colorado, in their last six wins, they beat the Golden Knights, the Flames, who are a bit of a disaster, but the Jets, um, the Oilers, and the Wild in there. And they took uh, their last loss was the Lightning in overtime. So, yeah, they they seem to be rounding a corner. It's actually going to be kind of interesting what they decide to do and whether or not they try and add another piece and who that actually is even left out there. Because, yeah, yeah. there's nothing really much, but – that's how I'm feeling now. Is all the East big boys? They did all their work. I don't think there's anybody really left. Okay, no, maybe there's a piece. There is Carolina. Uh, yeah, but they're just man. Fuda was on yesterday, and he's connected there, and he talked about Dundon's reluctance to give up anything for rentals. And the biggest guy left is a rental in Gavrikov. And that's not even really what they need. And then you look well, at the they forwards. they just
5: lost Pacioretty. They, he blew it as Achilles again. You're not going to go and try Poor to guy. find something. Well, you're going to try. Gonna, but They're, they're going to do what Carolina does. They're not going to do anything. And they're going to go, we like our team. I know. And another year is going to go by. Second and they're round exit. going to be a good team. Yeah. yeah. And it's just going to be like, oh, we going to say, look at this pig we that we
0: brought to team. the game in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> that's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> that's the sickest tailgating. thing. Tailgating. Yeah. We're the
5: best at tailgating. I know.
0: So they're yeah. a good
5: team, though. Like, I wonder if they're going to sure. do anything. That's the last team I'm looking at. I don't know. Can Pittsburgh do anything too? Mm. and capping on waivers? But are they going to grab a few mm. guys? Are they going to swap a few things out? So not at all.
0: All right. Maybe Carolina. Maybe there's some pressure there. But I actually think uh, that I would think. Yeah, dude, there's definitely pressure, but it's also there's not as much pressure. I saw Dundon on a podcast going. I think it was with Frank Saravelli. I saw a clip of it floating around where he's going, yeah, we're not going to lose because of Rob Brindamore. Like he's coach emeritus. You go, okay. So he's never gone. He said it's because of us and the roster that we build around him. It's like, okay, but you won't let them go out and get rentals. Um, They just feel like a team that is going to continue with linear growth and they'll find a reason around it. Anyway, they're, they're there. They definitely have pressure when they lose. People will point the finger. But the good news for them is that it's not like when Carolina gets bounced from the playoffs the whole Carolinas are going, boy, we are pissed off. <laughs> they're going, who's the third wide receiver on the Carolina Panthers? Because this will generate infinity more coverage than whatever ends up happening to them from a national standpoint, <laughs> like up here, we're going to care. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got their tailgate fans, but no, I don't, I, yeah, it's, they're going to be all right. The Carolina is going to be fine. Um, the West is what's interesting to me because yeah, Colorado you could just make the case anything that you're adding there is amazing. And then the Edmonton, man, Edmonton just, how do you look Connor McDavid in the eye and say, we didn't add something of significance? I just don't know how you yeah. do
5: that. Yeah, I know. I know, I don't know. And then I, I go on a, a Jets tirade like a month ago or so, how good they are. They're like unbelievable. Taves was the guy like, for
0: them, and then he, got, he just, you yeah. know, he got unlucky.
5: They need to do something in, in Winnipeg. I think. I think they're good. I just think they just need to spruce it up, give it a little shock, get something going in there because they've got, you know, they're huge, mm-hmm. they're physical, they can score. They have. They just need a little bit of a wake up there with something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like them, but they've been so up and down since I started. Like, I know telling and them it. that they're that they're good. I feel like I jinxed them a bit because I've been kind of in love with the Jets a little bit lately, but yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's wide open, though, in the West. I mean, you could go mm-hmm. on an epic run over there.
0: Easily. It did. on
5: an epic run.
0: It, it reminds me of the year with the North Division where it just, it's there for the taking. So load up, do something, yep. and try to make yourself as best as possible for it.
5: I just, yeah, Edmonton, the East is so strong that they're scaring the West. The West is just like, ah, we give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll
0: see where the chips lie. Uh, they can't give up their picks. Cause they could all go from being at the very top to being in the lottery tomorrow. And they're like, uh, yeah. So never mind. <laughs> yeah. Can we do a redo on that? Turns out we can't give up a first round pick for Gavrikov. Um, anyway, uh, do you have any recurring dreams? Like, before you go, that's what we were just talking about before you came on.
5: Recurring dreams. No, I I don't know. I don't dream that often these days. Do you? I I do, but I'm a big,
0: has a very vivid dream, and then wakes up, and then it's just gone. It's like...
5: Yeah, yeah, it's it's gone. Maybe I do dream more. I just don't remember. them. like, they're literally, like, not even existing in my brain when I... Yeah,
0: you know what's the most embarrassing is that thing?
5: That old though? age. What is that? Is there something No, science? I
0: think it's, Do you know just a, about yeah, it's just that old age. Yeah, what am I, a doctor, a sleep doctor? I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, you know what? You should get checked out tomorrow, buddy. You should. I mean, <laughs> don't come up here. Checks. Don't get on a plane. <laughs> like, go <laughs> oh, get somebody yeah. to drive you to the doctor right away. No, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's that. But the most embarrassing thing for me is sometimes I wake up from a dream and I'll go, I gotta tell somebody about this, they're going to write this down. That was so, and then it's gone. And then I have a second later where I go, imagine how embarrassing that would be if you could remember and even bother to tell someone for 10 seconds what you were
5: dreaming about. That's the most
0: cringeworthy thing ever. Are you going to write it down? The times
5: I've had dreams. Yeah. The times I've had dreams too is, is, I'll, it'll be like I'll be like in the morning, I'll wake up and then yeah. I'll like nod back off and then I'll <laughs> yeah. go into a dream. Oh that's good. And one. then I'll and then and then I'll start waking up again and I'm like, No, 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 no. no. Don't wake up, don't wake up, stay <laughs> in the dream. I wanna stay in the dream so bad. I'm like, No, no oh, and, then, and then my body just
0: awakes and I'm like, Oh god uh, You would take what was it, the blue pill in the Matrix where it was just you go back to the Matrix? That would be you big time. Yeah. You'd be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, put me back on the tube Like Put me back on the tube. Put me Put that time.
5: <laughs> yeah. Launch yeah. The, put that cord in my neck and yeah.
0: let me go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's over. I love it. All right, buddy. I'll see you uh, hopefully this week. Well, I know I'll see you this week, but yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll hopefully be able to. Oh yeah, you know. we
5: got lots of radio time too. I saw in the thing I'm doing a bunch of radio things, so I'll see you. Yeah, you have to.
0: Let yeah you get yeah, it do. yeah you'll i hope you you know you see me come by like either way i'll see you before i'll see you after whichever we'll figure that out uh i'll talk to you later pal right. thanks for coming on um, okay
5: tell tell deb to buy me a new suit i want to get a new suit
0: <laughs> yeah i'm the one to do that didn't i tell you that i'm the mange one like no dude i, <laughs> I know i'm
5: using you to do my dirty work <laughs> i was gonna say
0: that's the literally the last guy you should have picked you know everybody here know. and you picked me <laughs> of all the people i walk up to deb do you think colby could get you be like <laughs> i get the uh the Keandre security, Miller treatment. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, I'd be like Drew Dowdy. He and I would uh, have the same one thing in common. That would be it. A bunch <laughs> of spit in our face. That's it. All right, buddy. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, talk to you later. All right, man. buddy. See you, dude. Right. Colby Armstrong, host of Chicklet's Game Notes and SN Analyst. That's part of our deadline team. And yeah, actually, there is still a bunch of stuff that could go down deadline time. And I do think that, yeah, the Kane stuff, again, we've moved off of most of the interesting names, Corpusallo is really interesting to me though maybe there's something that could happen with Matt Dumba there's still some names there's still some people that are floating around uh, there's a lot of non-impact guys though there's just there's a lot of players that there's a lot of players that just feel like they're going to get traded that are too little that are going to be for too much and that's why I like that all these contenders are doing their business now because they're going yeah yeah We'll give you the extra stuff to get something of meaning. Mm -hmm. It's like when you buy good furniture, you go, yeah, just spend the extra money because you'll have it for a couple of years rather than trying to still have to spend a bunch. And then you end up with a piece that is in your living room and you go, I I hate this a year (laughs) later. It's an investment. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think these teams have done. Okay, quick break. Let's come back. Let's wrap her up.
5: Dead 590, the fan.
0: All right, fun one today. Trades.
2: Analysis.
0: (laughs) What could be next? And, of course, always fun when Colby jumps on. All right, what do we got
3: today? Well, so the NFL combine almost here, which means we're about to hear a lot about how tall guys are, hand sizes.
0: Going to get the stupid thing people point out every year where they measure guys and go, this feels wrong. Yeah, that's (laughs)
3: right. And some of that news has started to trickle out already. So according to Todd McShay, potential NFL first overall pick, Bryce Young, Mm -hmm. 5'10 and a half. Alabama listed him at 6 feet, but he's only 5'10 and a half. McShay said, quote, if I'm a GM, I'm scared to death of drafting him. First off, Mm -hmm. do you really think that matters? And second off, how much do you uh, exaggerate your height in everyday life? Well, Simon, (laughs) well,
0: a couple things here. Many things here,
3: actually. <laughs> Lots to unpack.
0: This is why I don't lie about my height. Mm. Is because I'm not uh, like I'm right in the spot where it would actually be better to say shorter, right. so that you exceed expectations a little. Where people go, I don't think you're that tall. I think mm. you're taller than what you say. Mm. That is a nicer touch. The problem is if you start going a lot lower than my height, the dating pool shrinks significantly. <laughs> like, yeah. you cannot just be stapling. I'm sorry to all my short kings out there. I wish that the world wasn't this way, okay? It's no shame. We don't make the rules. But if you're slapping 5'6", five, 5'7", five, five, even, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. And we, we all know this. And I'm not looking down at you guys. I am, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm basically looking eye to eye with you fellas. I'm <laughs> 5'10, which is the liar's height, which is the number one like short guy liar height where you guys there, you feel like you can exaggerate up. And the only and it's just it's bad news for you because I'm telling you, every woman on the planet knows your exact height. They've got a laser beam for it. Like yeah. you exaggerate. By one inch up, and they will go, no. You're not. Yep. yep. Bang. They will. You're not six feet. Laser beam in.
1: Tranquilizer. <laughs> that, that's,
0: that, you're right. I got to get different sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah nice. they will There lock. you go. There you go. They will lock in. We, we have to get the Superman laser They're eye. Like Terminator. Out. They see, the identify, target, exactly. <laughs> AI. Yeah. It, they, they know. All right. They know. They. There's no fooling them. Okay? No. That's yeah. why I always, like, Say my proper height because mm-hmm. when I've gone on dates before, it's usually been, Oh, you're actually as tall as you say you are. And I go, Yeah, why would people lie? Ooh, <laughs> even though nice. I, even though I, in my heart, go, Of course, I know why they lie. <laughs> they're, they're trying to get the foot in the door. Okay. Yeah. It's like exaggerating a resume. Everybody should be able to understand why the exaggeration happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I completely understand it. I completely understand it. I just don't think that from. My standpoint, it's ever been a good idea to try to do it like because I would have to do what Bryce Young did, Mm. which is I'd have to go up to the six. Yeah, and nobody's getting fooled by that. No ain't nobody looking at me going maybe (laughs) like I'd have to wear boots and
1: Like triple Air Force one some socks to get up there
0: some I'd have to get those embarrassing That's the worst thing the most the hardest shot I'd get sometimes on social media is I'll get the ads for, hey, are you too short? Do you want these slip-on <laughs> shoes that make you tall? And then you see these, like, little short guys in the street going, wow, I feel so confident. <laughs> <laughs> and you just picture them taking them off and dropping down four inches. <laughs> it's like going, take oh, them just, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what is this event for? You've got There's got to be no worse feeling than when you order shoes like that, and then you put them on, and you feel, and then you just go, Oh right, it changed nothing. I'm saying to scam you the Bryce Young thing. Of course it matters. Like yeah, uh, it you can overcome it, but no man. As somebody who watched Russell Wilson for a very long time, the book on Russ was that, and possibly why he has not been elite is when he's elite offensively, when he could move outside the pocket and hit receivers on the fly down the field with a cannon for an arm and one of the best rainbow deep balls I think has ever been thrown in NFL history, um, it's okay. But what did he struggle with always over and over and over again? Throws over the middle. Mm-hmm. Throws over the middle of the field. Pretty important area. And so, yeah, when you're 5'10", that's tough. Also, it hurts that he's 5'10 and a half, because uh, my tall friends, who I have many of, including our, our mutual friend, Matt Hayes, who's yep. six foot nine. When Kyler Murray got officially listed at the combine, it was like five, 10 and a couple like whatever centimeters. And they held my feet down and measured me to make sure that I was actually taller than Kyler Murray, which I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kyler <laughs> Murray was measured at five, 10 and one eighth of an inch. That's
0: it. I'm barely taller than that.
1: But you're taller.
0: Yep. I'm taller than an NFL quarterback. So I don't want to I was trying I I didn't mean to just stunt on everybody so hard like that that I'm taller than an NFL quarterback, but now I was really hoping to be taller than two. And I actually thought I had a hope there. And so to know that when I watch that's that's the heartbreaking thing is when you see guys on TV where they just look so tiny, like Bryce does, <laughs> where it's like, oh, look at that little guy running around. It's like he's bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that stings. That hurts. The interesting one that I found though yesterday in discussion with you. And you just put this in the preview for this topic. Mm. You are what six four? Six? Uh, yeah. Oh, see, so you like? So, uh,
3: yeah. So here's the thing. So, <laughs> tall guy here on yeah. the show. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Tell
0: us what it's like. Oh, I'm tall one. Six yeah, how's four
3: the and change. D- Tranquilizer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six four and change, uh, and pretty much every time, you know, this is me fessing up. Pretty much every time anyone asks me how tall I am, I say six five. It just sounds better to me. I hate you. I know. I was just, I,
0: <laughs> honestly, the hate
3: I felt there too, Austin, like so much. I almost swore. I want to be like you. Peace. And, of- and I get it. I get it. Six five sounds better, and I'm like six four, and, and like there's just under no half. Th- nobody You're can four. challenge nobody, <laughs> yeah, <know>. uh, Austin's <laughs> choked. Austin, this is very upsetting. Austin's, this is choked. Very upsetting <laughs> for me.
0: Austin's choked because yeah, when I talked about the guys I looked down on, he's one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Average American height, five nine.
0: Bang. You're 5'9?
1: The the average uh, average American height for a man is 5'9.
0: Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: So we're come all clean? above average here.
0: No, we're not. You want to come clean?
1: <laughs> no, it's not today, really. He's turning his mic on and off. No, Today. No.
0: Today is not the day. No, nope. yeah. there's no pressure.
1: 5'8 and 3 quarters. We round up, JD.
0: We round do up? we not? We round hey, up. I That's it. what That's so we so do in the round metric system. Up. Yep. I'd, I'd like Jay's to see joking. the person that made that measurement of you <laughs>
3: Dr. Rosen. I hope you're listening right now, man. Yeah. Come
0: through. Doctor Rosen, I'd like to use him as well because I might actually hit six feet if that's the case. <laughs> if that's the way he's measuring, I'm into it. Um, yeah, it's heartbreaking to know that you have so much,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and 80. still yeah. feel as
0: though I you know. are entitled to more. Sorry, guys. I will
3: <laughs> say too. I so Matt Hayes, our friend six nine yeah. guy who we just mentioned, too I much. worked with him for years. I get furious when like there are people much taller than. Them. So the first time I met him, I was like, who? Is this friggin' guy? Yeah. And then of course he's like the nicest guy, but I was just furious the first couple <laughs> days of knowing that
0: Yeah. Um that's that's funny because to me there's a point of diminishing return. Mm. Like Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Like I love my boy. Don't get me wrong, but I don't wanna be like him where everything is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything sucks and yeah, he's like the amount of times I've made fun of him in his car with the. Is there something comical about my appearance? It's <laughs> this like... is the largest automobile I could Exactly. <laughs> no man, there's just no. Once where you, do you
3: think that line is?
0: I think it's where where you're at. Six ah. four to six. I'll I'll say six six. I think six six. Ladies are like, whoa, damn, that's sweet. Mm. And then once it starts to get higher, you're into the freak zone. It's Like half my family because <laughs>
1: we're all Dutch. My, my, my family's yeah, all you're... Dutch, and they're all like. There's like six six. Yeah. There's a couple six sevens. A six five, six four. Yeah. I walk into the family reunion. And I'm like, okay, yep. Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, I got that too. I get my, it. Like my 12 year old cousin is like six one. Yeah. I'm like sick. Yeah. <laughs> tough. Right. still tough. your number one QB on your big board.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Like it's not like he's moving below Will Levis, who I have seen essentially none of. Right? C.J.
1: Stroud would be the other one. I too, like that... C.J. Stroud a lot. Yeah, I like him too. And Anthony Richardson's... No, Shooting the up Anthony the Richardson man. thing. I, 55% completion. What are we doing? Yeah,
3: I know. Apparently he's throwing at the combine, though, which is sweet. Guys oh. never throw at the combine. I, mean, I know.
1: But Zach Wilson throwing things. No, here's,
0: here's what I'll tell you about that is after the Malik Willis experiment, I'm <laughs> like, nah. I watched, I watched your team, Austin, yeah. bench their first-round quarterback in favor of Josh Dobbs in a must-win game. And I went, <laughs> yeah, this, this has a limit when we go with just a freak athlete guy. And, yeah, he's a freak athlete, all that stuff. Cool. He'd be fun for a team potentially down the line. But, no, I think that right now I'd have it. Eh, maybe it is Stroud one for me. He's I do like Stroud a lot. And even watching him in the in the playoffs this year, I just kept yeah. being more and more impressed. It was his yeah. best game. He
3: was good. He was good late in yeah. the big
0: games. Exactly. And it's just the size, the mobility, the arm strength. There's just a lot to like there. Granted, I'm not exactly Mr. Professional Scout, but as a Seahawks fan, obviously I've been – watching these quarterbacks this year with a little bit more intent, hoping that, you know, they would get one. Now it doesn't feel that way, which I'm still kind of upset about. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, I'd say it's between those two. But I'd probably lean towards Stroud, actually, just because, yeah, um, I watch Kyler a lot in my division, and it's frustrating watching the tiny little guy run around and not be able to make some of the throws. And, dude, when those guys get hit, it just – it's different. And this is the NFL now, too. You know, you're watching him in college, and he's just dominant. He can run around. I do like that – Bryce is such a gamer, though, too. He's just one of those guys where he just gets it, and uh, I I love both. I don't want to sound like I'm disparaging either guy because I'm actually a huge fan of both of those guys, and I was really hoping that Seattle would end up with one of them. That was basically it for me this year, and now now I'm just...
1: You think they're sticking with Gino?
0: Oh, I think they're sticking with Gino, but I think Seattle's in a kind of nightmare zone where they fell one spot too late, and now they're going to overthink it. Jake Walker 2.0, Will Levis, baby. Don't Jake say that, Locker. and don't don't take shots at Jake Locker. That's my quarterback. I'm a Washington, <laughs> Washington. fan. How dare you? I have I literally have a Jake Locker player t.
1: Buddy, I'm wow. a I'm a Titans yeah. fan. No, I take all the no, shots no, no. at I Jake Locker. A, I have
0: a <laughs> I have a UW Jake Locker player t, uh, player t. I got it, and I I wore it to a Huskies game in 2019, and people were like. Jake still rules. I was like, I agree.
3: What's next? What's next? Uh, sad news, LaMelo Ball fractured his right ankle last night. Poor Ball night. Brothers, man. Yeah, Big no. Ball brand.
0: Maybe it was the shoes. Did wow. they ever wear those shoes? I don't think they actually They weren't did. for a while. Yeah, if they wore those shoes, boy, it wouldn't have been good for them.
3: Uh, LaMelo's good. LaMelo's fun. The Hornets, though, even with him, were awful and they're going to mm. just be so, so, so bad. So this kind of leaves like. smoked somebody last night, though. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Anyway, bad sorry. loss. Also, like, there are some bad teams out there. So, like, my kind of. Thinking is, let's let's look to the future. Where be Detroit? They, oh, it was God. Detroit last night. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, out of all the teams in the bottom of the NBA, where do you hope Victor Wambanyama ends up? Mm. Is there a good fit for you? This is the problem
0: with the lottery, is that you look at all the teams and you go, that's really trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: Because well, what, the well, leaders are like to Rockets, go there. Spurs, Pistons, Hornets? The well, so okay. Spurs are doing a generational tank right now. I feel 16 like in a row.
0: This is a weird thing to say, but I'm, just, I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm just going to say what's in my heart. It, the Thunder would be the biggest nightmare for me, for them to land Scoot or uh, Wembenyama because mm-hmm. I just don't want to see them get rewarded for all the, the uh-huh. picks and the They're things. They're pretty far
1: out, though. Plus,
0: I am a Seattle Supersonics fan originally who wishes nothing but doom <laughs> on... Oklahoma City franchise. That's what's so painful about how much I love Shea and how yeah. much I actually like that team. Like, uh, I really enjoy watching OKC games. Yeah. Like very much enjoy and I find myself after a Leafs talk or after a Raps game, flipping over to Western Conference, and if they're on, them and, like, I would say Denver and Sacramento. are I was say, like the Kings. Yeah, Denver and Sacramento, those are the three teams that I'll kind of flip on with some regular. I also find myself watching a decent chunk of Jazz games, oddly. Um, anyway.
1: Lowry Markkinen. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All-star but, Lowry. Uh, if I was going to pick a Wembenyama destination where I'd be kind of, like, the most interested, that's real. I would say the Magic because I like the Magic. Uh. And I think that they have a fun team, but to be honest, I'm—I like—I just think Scoot is going to be more fun to sure. watch. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's going to be more enjoyable of a player. So Did you see that
3: photo of him over the weekend?
0: Yeah, dude, he's oh shredded my goodness. You yeah, know, he's—he's
3: a grown man. that's—that's you know,
0: that's <laughs> one of those things where he would have showed up and played you in high school, and it's your senior year, and you'd have been out there and looking across and going, "Get out of here, <laughs> <laughs> somebody show me his birth certificate." What are we talking about? Term- I'm not playing that guy. What? Are you what? <laughs> you know, like viciously he would dunk on you. Like he'd hit oh you in your goodness. chest face somewhere in that area. And you would just be bleeding out of your nose going, what happened to me? <laughs> I got hit. Give an algebra test the next day. Somebody hit me. No, yeah. That, there's no, to me, honestly, there's really no good option. Um, there's kind of an interesting one with the Pelicans if the Lakers hit, you know, their pick. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. With LeBron missing some time now too. <sighs> the Spurs could not be, the
0: Spurs, this is not, if, if Wemenyana turns out to be it, it just feels so unfair that the Spurs tanked like both the right times. One yeah, to get Tim Duncan and yeah. one to get yeah. Weminyana. Oh, it's a funny.
1: shameless tank this no, year. No, I just shameless. feel like you already got yours,
0: you know? And I'm sick of the Rockets. They're still. I'm still pissed about the James Harden Rockets, you know? It just, yes, they pushed the Warriors, but there's something about them where there's just a choker DNA in their yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah. The nightmare <laughs> would be uh, Portland because of their history with Biggs. Uh, they've had three guys that are big, uh, former centers that went there and fell apart.
3: A lot of foot problems.
0: So I don't want the seven foot five kid to go there.
3: And just from the vibe
0: standpoint. I don't know. I honestly, I gotta tell you, (laughs) I hadn't thought about it really because i was always hoping the raptors would have a shot yeah. and now i'm just like <laughs> a depressing Go realization yeah. <laughs> Ma- maybe, maybe the pacers but again they're too far out of it like that's what i mean is if we're really doing this realistically it's been between the hornets the pistons <laughs> the rockets the spurs and those are all truly nightmare scenarios ugh. i don't want to watch more spurs gray games you know like it just ugh, no thank yeah. you anyway what's next we got time for one more
1: so Tom Brady, oh my God. he's postponing his Fox deal to spend more time with his family. And part of that is apparently starting a stand-up comedy career. Yeah, I, I thought it was a joke when I initially read it, but his inner circle claims it's not a joke. And some of the the quotes from this article are hilarious. Like, Tom was a terrific quarterback, but he needs to toss this idea before it's too late. As a comic, he's strictly a water boy. Uh, Tom Brady is a comic. Are you going to watch that show, or is that a pass? Straight up. <laughs>
0: This is more offensive than Simon lying about being (laughs) 6'5". Do you know how hard it is to become a stand-up comic?
1: Yeah. It is insane.
0: You have to spend years and years and years cultivating your craft and being on the road. And the fact that Tom Brady thinks that he could do a Boston accent and yeah. make fun of the fans and basically have a bit is making him a stand-up comedian. Yeah, that's the insane. only
1: redeeming thing is that apparently no. he can impersonate Rob Gorkowski. Yeah. No,
0: no, no. He's not doing this. There's no this. Remember when Gronk kind of tried to do this where he was like, I'll be funny on stage, and he went, nope, you're you're football funny. You're not on the stage funny. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a just personality huge, there's funny. A, uh, like, a there's a, a gulf between you. This is what people think, this is what's so crazy. People think that, microphone folk and i include myself in this to a degree that you can just do it that you Mm -hmm. can just be really like you can just do it and you can't you can't do it you can't be a stand-up just because you're funny at an office party okay like that is not a thing tom brady my god don't you have enough tom you gotta be funny too stop it i hope this is fake anyway uh subscribe to the podcast leave five stars and uh we'll see you tomorrow